What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Nye, and we are back with another episode of the Black Girl Tea Podcast. It is... I'm, I can't find my phone to tell y'all what day of the week it is, but it's a new day, it's a new week, it's a new month. How we feeling? Talk to me. Hope you're good. Y'all know when I pause, I took a sip of, a sip of soda. I just want to say, so I want to say it was like March. I had spent some time with my DM and we were talking about like health and things like that. I love my DM, by the way. I don't know if I've ever said that to you. But Claudia, if you're listening, I freaking love you. <laughs> tear, tear. I love you. Anyways, <laughs> so I spent some time with my DM and a few other women. Um, and they're, obviously these women are older than me. And... Well, not obviously, as if y'all would know, but, like, these women are older than me, y'all. It always ends up that I'm sometimes the youngest person in the room. And we're talking about, like, health and stuff like that. And y'all know I love me a good Pepsi. But I had realized at that point in time, I have at least one to two Pepsis a day. But I drink a lot of water. And they were like, oh, my God, that's not healthy. And they're right. I knew that it was a healthy day, right, they're right, they're right. But anyways, right? When I was, like, making my goals, y'all know I have a goal book. When I was making some new goals for the remainder of the month, it was, like, try to, like, let's try to cancel out Pepsi and soda in general. Now, I know y'all probably, like, nine, the amount of alcohol that you drink, cutting out Pepsi not gonna do nothing for y'all. But, guys, baby steps. So, I have decided that I will have, there's seven days in a week, so let's do the... Seven days in a week, two Pepsis a day, that's 14 Pepsis a week, right? Am I doing the math correctly? I think I'm doing the math correctly. Yeah. Seven days a week, two Pepsis a day, 14 Pepsis a week, right? Horrible. I think that's gross. Um, I've decided to try to have... So far, I've been successful. You'd be proud of me. Um, I've decided to, like, take it down a notch and maybe, like, let's do... Hmm. Instead of 14 a week, let's do five, right? So the beginning was, it was tough. Um, I realized that, uh, you know how some people like comfort eat? I comfort drink. I will like get frustrated and be like, oh, I need a Pepsi. Now the reason why I do that is because the vending machine, and this is for at work, right? So at work, when I'm like, whew, I just need a drink. The, the vending machine is like outside of a door in, a, in like this garage, and I could, like, get a quick breath of fresh air, go get a Pepsi, and come back in. And I'm like, all right, time to do some great stuff, right? When I'm home and I'm, like, sitting in my, my room or if I'm in my office, I just need to, like, walk away from what I'm doing for a second. And I go to the refrigerator and I get a Pepsi. So I've decided to obviously not buy Pepsi to put in my house and not walk to the vending machine. So it's actually a longer walk to get water. And I've set my watch so that I can get um, 19,000 steps a day. So I have committed to taking the longer walk to get some water and getting everything that I need. Like, it's just a smart thing. And I just want to say thank you to Claudia, Brenda, and Erica for helping me with that. Even though they probably didn't realize that that was something that I needed to hear. I did. I needed that. And I got my shit together. (laughs) And I've gotten... I realized that I have a hard time drinking water out of a water bottle. 
I needed like cute water bottles, which I've, y'all know I have a cup and mug obsession. So I decided to go get some cuter ones that I can like interchange in my purse. I have a big purse now. I stopped using my um, medium tail far because it just wasn't capable of holding everything that I needed. So I got this cute bag. Anyways, I'm rambling. I got a big bag that can fit a big water bottle and I've committed to drinking more water. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> But that is that. But I hope everything is going well for you guys. I hope you're good. Um, I know I probably sound a little weird. Let me tell you why. I don't know why, actually. <laughs> but I don't know if it's allergies or if I'm getting sick. But my voice is just it's coming and going. Um, this morning, I actually kind of struggled a lot with talking. My voice like, I sounded like this, and it was not cool. So I, you know, I, I drunk some water, I got a tea, I got some ginger, some lemon, and some honey, and I sound a lot better, but I don't feel a lot better. Um, it feels like just allergies, but I've been taking allergy medicine, the strong stuff, and it's not working. So I might be getting sick, but I have, you know, since realizing that something's going on, I've doubled up, well, tripled up, because I take vitamins twice a day, but I've tripled up on vitamins, I've gotten myself some more Vicks. Y'all know I go through Vicks like it's lotion. Um, I've gotten some more Vicks. I got some eucalyptus body wash. And I'm going to just, you know, hopefully this opens me up. And whatever is trying to come out of my body, it comes out. Because I don't have time for this. Like, it's getting nice outside. Y'all know I love to sit outside. And if I'm like this, I'm, it's best that I stay inside. I definitely go out for my little walks of fresh air. But, like, it is what it is. But, um after about six minutes of me talking about soda water and my voice let's get into today's episode so this episode I know I sound like I have a lot of energy um but this episode is going to be a little bit heavy and if I get choked up in here y'all just keep praying for your girl um but I want to talk to you guys about death right I have experienced uh uh death in my family it's a tough one for me um, and I don't know, like this, I remember if you guys remember why we decided to, to start a podcast is because we were actually talking about death in black communities and things like that. And, um, we decided to start a podcast because we need to talk about things like that. We needed to have real conversations about real things. And since then we've done just that. I try not to talk about death too much because it kind of puts me, everyone almost, in a bad position. Like, you're like, oh God, like, I'm only going to speak for me. When someone comes to me and they are sharing with me that they've had a death in their family, I immediately, like, freak out because who the fuck am my family's going to be next, right? That's that's just my train of thought when it comes to it. But um, this particular death has scared the living daylights out of me. Now, a couple years ago when we talked about death, we were talking about the passing of my uncle, my uncle Ernie, which is Kayla's dad, um, and how it kind of just left us in a place of like, what the heck is next? Um, this was someone who was a very big impact on, um, as you've heard us talk about my cousin's life, but with mine too. And I'll dig into a little bit of my family dynamic and tell you guys, like, I'm just going to share truly what's on my heart. And I've shared some of this with... A couple of my cousins 
um, with my, my grandma and, like, just people that are part of my circle who have my best interest at heart and, like, people that I can have these types of conversations with um, in the everyday of life. So, my childhood. I have talked about my childhood with you guys a lot. Um, and I say I didn't have the best childhood. Like, for me, what I would have wanted for a childhood, that is not what I got. Um, but I will say the village that helped raise me and made sure that I'm the woman that I am today, they did a damn good job. I lacked nothing. I say that. Um, I do wish we could have gone and done a little bit more, but I have to understand and I am understanding, um, more and more each day and in each unfortunate loss of a person in our family, in our family, um, I'm realizing that the best that they could is exactly what they gave me, that these people did not um, give me scraps and made me figure it out. They came with whatever they had, whether it had holes in it, whether it was the most useful thing in their life that they would be lacking. They gave their all to make sure that I had. And I'm extremely appreciative of that, and I couldn't thank them enough. Now, I'm going to list off some names here. And I know you're going to be like, who the hell are these country bunkins? But I need you guys to understand and I'm painting the picture of so you guys can understand my childhood and the reason why I'm feeling um, scared right now and sad and, and happy at the same time. So growing up, I grew up in a household with my grandmother, Susan. Um, my grandfather, Charles, which y'all have heard me call him Charles. Um, that's my guy. I grew up my day-to-day and weekly visits would be to um, Ernie, which is Kayla's dad. Um, her mother's name is Cindy. We had Robert, which is who recently passed away. We had Mary Lou. We had Geraldine, Bertha Lee, Betty May, Ina, Shirley, Beatrice. I'm trying to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. I think I said Geraldine already, but Geraldine, um, Bertha Lee, it, it, it was the crew, right? If I missed anybody, please don't charge it to my heart. Um, I, I truly, I'm trying to just think of everybody on the fly right now, but I had those amazing people around me, right? Those amazing people that I just listed, listed except one. When I was born, they was already 55 plus. 55 plus. So here we are 20 years later, and they're in their 70s. Now, a lot of people will say, you've got to experience them grow old. This particular generation of people, um, I've watched them grow older. And I know for a lot of you that may not make any sense, but let me try to explain to you what I mean. I've met them old. I've met them 50 to 60 years into life. These are very well experienced and very well versed people. So now they are taking their 50 years of life, 50 years of experience, 50 years of blackness, and they are instilling amazing morals, beliefs, standards into me every day for the last 26 years, nonstop didn't matter what was in their way they have instilled greatness in me the foundation of my life has been set by these amazing people 
Now, I know you've heard the names that I just listed off, right? Those are the people that I've, my fondest memories, most of them are a part of. Most of them of my childhood. I can say from the time I was born, I'll even say until now, that any of the names I listed could whoop my ass anywhere. If I was cutting up in church, they could beat me. Like, and and I and it's not in an abusive way. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't beat your kids. They beat me, y'all, if it was needed. And I dare not act a fool about it. They had permission across the board. They gave me the look, and I knew to sit down. Like, these are people that just raised me up in the way that I should go. Whether I went the way I was supposed to go, they put me on the bus. If I got off at the wrong stop, that was my business. They did what they needed to do. Um, I remember growing up, how they spoke to me. I had my childhood nickname was Georgie. Um, some of them called me that. Some of them called me Naomi. Um, but I remember just the excitement that they had with me walking in a room. Um, with me putting on this pretty little dress for Easter when I was five and ten. And to me going to prom and, you know, achieving things in my adult life. Like, I, I just remember that excitement. Now, let me go back a little bit. My grandfather passed away when I was a freshman in high school. Worst thing that I could ever think of. Um, His biggest thing was for me to continue to get my education and make something of myself. And that was their thing all around because these group of people, they did not have the opportunity to get an education the way I had an opportunity. So I needed to get my education and make something of myself. And I promise you, I did just that. And I am still making something of myself. And that is one thing that I am proud to say, that each and every person who has poured into my life that I've named from that list, if they have not, if they've passed away before I've become an adult, they can at least say that she said she would do it, and I didn't. And I am doing it. I am making something of myself. And for that reason, I am happy. Um... But when my grandfather passed away, he he said to me, I'm sorry I won't be able to see you graduate. And I, I remember that. Some, you remember those last few moments that you share with people. And I remember kind of just being sad. And like, you know, they tell you not to question God, but I really wanted to know, you know, why are you taking my grandfather from me? And you know how much I need him. Why would you take my grandfather from me? And you know that I don't have a dad. Why, God? I questioned, and I questioned, and I questioned. And I cried, and I questioned. I was cold-hearted. I was angry. They took my best friend from me. And then I had to come to a point where I had to uh, live without my grandfather. Always honoring him and his memory, but I did not have a grandfather. Of the people that I've listed, every last one of them have stepped up to the plate. And now I look at my Uncle Ernie as this amazing father figure, part three, because I had my my, my grandfather there um, and a godfather who has done amazing by me. But this was my other, this was my other dad. Like, I would run to him with the same excitement that I would my grandfather. I achieved this, blah, blah, blah. 
And as time went on, it was literally like, you go to school, you get your education, and you make something of yourself. That message was was instilled in me. And the women that were around me were instilling this message in me too. But it was something about when the men would tell me like, you go get your education and you make something of yourself. Naomi, you're going to be somebody in this life. Like, it was something from them. And it's simply because my own father did not tell me that. So to hear it from these other men in my life was something that was very much, very much appreciated. And, and I clung to their words. I clung to that. You, you're making something of yourself. Then Kayla's father passed away. And I was feeling the same things I was feeling before. Why, God? Why would you take him from me? That's that's not all I've got, but that's just that's just I I, I got this. And um, Caleb's dad was like that that him passing away was just a lot for me. I was just I was just distraught, but I needed to just be strong because I needed to be there for my cousin. This had nothing to do with me. I needed to just put my feelings on the side for a minute and just be strong for my cousin. And here we are some years later, and Robert is gone. And I'm sitting here finding myself questioning God again. Why would you do this to me? He was all I had left. Totally ignoring the fact that there are other men in my life who have stepped up and played that father figure role for years now. um, Without me asking them to, they've just stepped in similar to how Ernie and, and Robert and my grandfather did with me. They just stepped up to the plate and they've held to that standard. And I'm sitting here like, God, how can you do this to me again? And you know, you start, uh, for those of you who have a relationship with God, um, you start, you really start talking to God. Like when I say I speak to God in public, y'all know what that's from? I speak to God in public. I speak to God in public. I think we mutual friends. Anything. Anyways. Um, it was just a lot. Like, like God, you got me back here again. Again. And I'm questioning and I'm beating myself up. And I remember talking to my cousin the other day and, and he's reflecting on some of our childhood memories. And I'm like, you know, uncle, <laughs> uncle Ernie and him is, they was tough on us, but they loved us. And, you know, we, we just had those, those men in our family, they didn't, they didn't say much. But when they smiled and they laughed and they called our names, that's all we needed from them was that reassurance that they're there. And I'm very appreciative of that. But I found myself the other day going through old pictures and talking about things and trying to figure stuff out. And um, I got sad all over it. I'm like, they really took my guy from me. They took my guy from me. And now I've got to live life without Robert. That's my guy. I always love him. I remember when he would see me. It would be one of two things. He would see he would see me and he would go. He had this very distinctive voice. He'd go, hey, darling. And it would just make you melt almost. Like you just... Like putty, <coughs> excuse me. You're like putty in his hand. Like this man, just he's talking about me. Or he'd be like, "Hey, Georgie." That's what they called me when I was a kid. 
and I just, I was just hearing it in the back of my head. And then I heard little bits of Aunt Uncle Ernie in the back of my head and my grandfather. And I'm like, oh, my guys are here. Like, it was for a moment that I was I was with them. And I, I prayed. I'm like, God, give me the strength. And I'm still hearing them. God, give me the strength. God, give me the strength. And I'm, I've got to go back to work. God, give me the strength. Like, I know if I... And I would never just quit a job because I'm grieving. Y'all know I'll quit a job if it ain't working out for me. But... <laughs> I would never quit a job because I'm grieving. I would never quit a job because of what I've got going on in my personal life. I'm going to quit because that job made me, made me sick and it was interfering with my mental health. But anyways, um, <laughs> but I was like, I got to go back to work. I've got to wipe this smug look off my face. I've got to get my joy back. I've got to get my peace back. And I get to work. And I walk in and there's my guy, Opoku. Opoku's like, hey how are you? And I'm just smiling. I'm like, you know, God is funny. When you feel like you're lacking in some way or when you're not appreciating something, he shows you exactly what it is that you need to appreciate. And I hug Opoku and I I give them this very long, big hug. And he was like, oh, you missed me. And I was like, I appreciate you. And me and him kind of looked at each other. He was like, what the hell? (laughs) And I was just like, I appreciate you. I appreciate how you check on me and everything. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. And he was like, okay. He kind of laughed at me. And I was like, this man probably think I'm crazy. <laughs> and um, I go through my day and my friends that I work with, um, they're checking on me, need anything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to go for a walk. I go for a walk with two of them. It was an amazing walk. They were just talking about you know their weekends and what they've done and I'm like okay like I just needed I needed to be around them I needed them to talk I didn't have much to say I get back and I'm jumping back into my work and I see these older people in the store with their grandkids now y'all know my grandma loved me and I love my grandma but Susan is not going me to the store she don't like me that much (laughs) I irritate her I have a touch of ADHD and I can never focus on one thing when I'm with her in the store now, when I go with my friends shopping, we could go into to any store and we really be like, okay, we are here for an outfit for tonight, or we are here planning for blah, 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 and we get the job done. But as soon as I get in that store with my grandmother, I lose all self-control and I can't focus on one thing, and she hates it. Um, and I just see these kids with their grandparents, and I'm just smiling at them, and they're probably like... 15, 16 years old, and the grandmother sits down, and she's like, y'all go ahead, I'll catch up with you, and I see the two, two of the kids, it was about four of them, four or five, two of them were standing there, and they're like, oh my god, she takes so many breaks, she takes so many breaks, and I was like, oh, you know, smiling, I'm like, and they were black kids, I mean, that probably would have made, it does make a difference, actually, um, I see them smiling, like, are those your grandparents, and they're like, yeah, I'm like, well, what can I help you guys with? And they're like, well, we're really not shopping for anything. We're just looking. We're spending time with our grandparents. But, you know, grandparents always end up buying you things anyway. And I'm like, cherish them. You know, it's, show them what Steve Madden is. Explain to them what free people is. Like, show them th- these things. Um, it's not that they're not interested. They just don't know what you're talking about. And the grandmother kind of overhears this. And she gets up. She's got her little walker. And she's like... You see, this young lady know what she's talking about. 
I don't know what none of this stuff is. And she really reminded me of my grandmother. And I'm having this very, like, crazy moment where I'm like, oh my God. Like, my grandmother gets irritated with me. Not because I have ADHD a little bit. But simply because I don't explain to her what I'm talking about. I'm just like, this is fashion stuff and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I don't know this stuff. And you're irritating me because you're going from one topic to the next. Slow down. And um, I literally just said, you know, this is your grandma, cherish her while you can. And the woman looks at me and she goes, you are so sweet. I hope you have a good day. And I'm like, thanks. You know, if you guys need anything, my name is Naomi. Um, I'll be in the area if you need any help and I can help you with anything. And she's like, okay. And as I'm walking around, I hear the grandmother say, what that girl say to you? And I kind of laugh because I'm like, oh, not him sounding like my Uncle Ernie. And the girls are saying, he was like, she, you're right. Y'all need to cherish us. We ain't going to be here forever. And he goes on and on and on. And I'm like, these are conversations that I've, I've had with my, the people who I mentioned in the beginning. Those are people who have said to us, we will not be here forever. And for me, I feel like I've met these people as old people. And here we are almost 30 years later and they're still here I'm going to have them forever and in losing Robert I was just like forever is not a real thing Naomi like snap out of it stop thinking that you're gonna have them forever stop and in grieving and all of this I'm talking to my cousins and we're all having these some of us are just sitting there reflecting on memories in our childhood and some of us are trying to figure out how do we move forward how do we move forward from this because we've got this feeling, this stomach and the this feeling in the bottom of our stomach where we don't know what the fuck to do next. Do we just overwhelm these older people? And it's not that we're leaving out any of the young people, like we, we can't die as well, but do we just hold on so tight to these older people where we suffocate them almost? Or do we let them have their space? Because we're scared. And I hope you guys heard me at the beginning of, the, of this when I, I named all of those people. Let me tell you, I named about maybe 10, 11 people who were there for the very big moments of my life. I'm talking about those foundational years. They've created this very, this very strong foundation for me. And I have my grandmother, Bertha Lee, Betty Mae, Beatrice, Shirley, and Cindy left. And I hope I didn't miss any. But that's who I have left. And I've got to hold on to them. And I'm so scared that the next phone call will be that someone has passed away. I'm dreading that moment. Because as, as sad as I am that I've lost these handful of people, I'm terrified that I could lose any of the women that I just said. And I've got to hold on to them. And I'm trying right now not to cry. It's the scariest thing. Scariest thing for me right now is looking at them and seeing them grieve the loss of their brother and knowing that one of them could be time is running out like that is the scariest thing for me right now my mom celebrates a birthday at the end of the month 
And I'm scared that she just might not make it because how unfair time is for us. And I say this to you all to say, one, cherish the people in your life. Cherish those people in your life, but truly cherish those older people in your life who've been a part of your life since those foundational years, who have set some standards, who have talked some sense into your head. You cherish those people. And for those of you who feel like I've got to bury myself into work to grieve, don't do it. Call your job and tell them what happened. Talk to your boss. Talk to your dean. And I am blessed. And I say blessed, y'all, because I caught, when I had my conversation with my DM, the first thing she said to me was, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss. And if there's anything I could do, you let me know. And these are words that she says. She says to me at least two, three times a week, if you need anything, just call. But in that moment, for me, what the most impactful thing was is that it wasn't if you need anything give me a call but let's talk about the numbers in that moment I was not talking to a district manager I was talking to a human and that makes a difference that makes a difference if you need anything keep me posted on what's happening let me know how I can be of some assistance for you how I can lessen the load for you I was talking to a human I have a cousin who's dealing with the same loss that I'm dealing with whose boss told her put in your bereavement time and let me know what days you are taking on not how's your mental health but put in the time so that you could get paid adequately and I, I will say I'm definitely all about getting paid but the number one thing on my priority list is my mental health and it, it, the words couldn't even get off my mouth all the way and my DM said whatever you need from me just call and I felt like I was talking to a human numbers had nothing to do with this and I share that with you all because those are the type of relationships that you should be having with people whether it's professional or romantic or personal you want you want to have conversations and you want to be a part of a work team who understands that you are a human and that your mental health comes first and for that, I will forever be grateful of All Saints and Claudia. Because I am a human to them. I am not a robot moneymaker. It makes a difference. Your workplace makes a difference when your real life is offset. Featuring dirt bikes. They had a, they had a ceramic solo for y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed the dirt bikes. But your work life makes a difference when your personal life is offset. And that'll be a whole nother episode for a different day. But I needed to let y'all know that. Um, For those of you who are calling and texting and making sure that I'm good, I do appreciate it. Um, There are times where I'm capable of responding to you guys um, in a quicker time than what I've been in recently. Recently, it's been taking me about three, four hours to get back to some people. My phone has been on Do Not Disturb. 
um, I, I just feel a little bit better and at ease like that. Um, of course, there are certain people who can get through, there are certain people who can't. But I do want to let everyone know that I am appreciative of anything that you've done um, in my life in general, but specifically over the last two weeks. I am very appreciative. Um, I appreciate those who have called and checked on my grandmother. It has meant a lot, not only to me, but to her as well. And I couldn't thank you guys. I couldn't thank you more for anything that you've done. So continue to listen to Black Girl Tea, support me, um, but continue to pray for me as well. If you don't listen to an episode, a prayer will always satisfy me. Um, Thank you for everything. Catch you next week.